0: Hello, my friends. Welcome again back to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul White. It's the 21st day of December, and I'm in Genesis chapter 17, working my way into this moment where Abraham will eventually be asked to circumcise his 13-year-old son, Ishmael, all the male members of his house, Abraham included. At this point, Abraham's 99 years old. And this will take up most of the 17th chapter, but there's a big reason for this that has a lot to do with our present day understanding of covenant. Up until this point, God has actually only mentioned a covenant with Abraham one time. It was back in Genesis 15 verse 18, right after the smoking oven and the burning torch passed between the pieces on the same day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham saying, and then he introduces the descendants that get the land. Your descendants are going to be given the land from Egypt to the Euphrates and they're going to inherit all of this, the Kenites, Kenizzites, Hittites, Perizzites, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's it. That's the time when God talks in terms of covenant. And we know he's cutting covenant because we've got blood and we've got the passing between the pieces. But then in 17, interesting language, verse 2, And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. So the remember, when God passed between the pieces in Genesis 15, God's the one in covenant. God passed between the pieces with himself. He gave Abram the promise that he was going to get everything that was guaranteed, but he didn't involve Abram at all. Now in 17, God tells Abram that he's going to make his covenant actually a covenant between himself and Abram and that he's going to multiply him exceedingly. This causes Abram to fall on his face. And then God says the covenant is actually going to make you a father of many nations. So before you introduce into the narrative what Abram is expected to do, you introduce into the narrative the fact that Abram is going to have a name change. We introduced this yesterday, but let me talk about what the names mean. Verse 5, you're not going to be Abram, you're going to be Abraham. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. So it went from being about Abram to being about his children. This seems to be the natural domestic psychological progression of a human. It goes from being about you to being about your kids and about your grandkids. As you grow up, it's all you. As you become a young man or a young woman, it's all you, your career, your education, your life. Then it's your money, your car, your house. Then you include another human being. You bring yourself together in marriage. Then it's you and them, but still one big you. You and them become one bigger you, fuller version of you. Then you have kids. Then everything changes because you might have thought you understood love, then you had kids. You might have thought you understood selflessness, then you had kids. And as those children are introduced into every area of your life, which is what happens, they infiltrate you. They infiltrate your thoughts and your your emotions and your dreams and your destiny and your wallet and your tomorrows, and you're never the same self again. This is exemplified in you go from Abram to Abraham. You go from exalted father where you are the exalted one to father of a multitude where it's all about the multitude. And there seems to be something to that in the spirit realm as well. When you come into the knowledge of Christ and you start to walk into the faith, it ceases to be as much about you and starts to be more about the multitude around you. Starts to be more about your neighbor. Jesus plays this out, as he always does, when he learns of the death of John the Baptist. Someone comes to him and tells him that John the Baptist has been beheaded. And in one of the gospel accounts, Jesus goes off to be by himself. And we know it's because he's sad. One one gospel says that John the Baptist is his cousin. But all the gospels that talk about John the Baptist show him as the prelude to Jesus, the forerunner. Jesus himself says, there was not a greater prophet born among women. So Jesus holds John the Baptist in the highest regard. He hears that he's dead. He goes off to himself to be alone, probably to cry probably to talk to his father and the bible says that as the multitudes learn that he's there they come out to him by the thousands and he lifts his eyes and sees the multitudes on the hillside as sheep without a shepherd micah 5 told tells us that the great one who is coming is going to shepherd a flock it's in that moment i think that jesus exemplifies that prophecy Because as he looks out over the hill and sees these people gathered like sheep without a shepherd, the Bible says he's moved with compassion and he comes down to them. Now, here's a guy. You might wonder where I'm going with this. How are we getting Abram to Abraham? Where's this work? Because here's a man who wanted to go be by himself, who needed a moment of isolation because he's lost a loved one. He's lost a a, a friend. And yet when he sees the multitudes, it's it ceases to be about him it ceases to be about crying about loss and it starts to be about them and jesus is showing us the ultimate human we're not i don't know that any of us can do what jesus does here that's probably goes without saying i don't even know if we have to try i mean no one would expect you to turn at the funeral of your best friend to turn then and bless the multitudes. But Jesus shows us the superior Adam. Jesus goes from it being about him to it being about them like that. Jesus goes in a literal sense from Abram. This is an allegory, I know, but from Abram to Abraham like that. So as we watch Jesus do this, here's what we learn. If we compare it to the way it happened in Abram, Abram slash Abraham, is as we have a revelation of God and as we start to get introduced to the covenant and we start to realize our place in that covenant we go from it being about us to it being about them when i meet christians who are who have little awareness of the multitude little awareness of their brother or their sister little acknowledgement of what they owe society or what they owe their fellow man. I used to, I got mad at it for a while, but I'm starting to learn what I'm being introduced to is someone who has really only had so much of a revelation of who God is. Because as you have a greater revelation of who God is and you start to learn the name of God and what did we say yesterday? The name of God is father. That's the one Jesus reveals. As you start to have that revelation, you start to in. You start to take in the multitude in a way you could not before. The neighbor becomes to the level of importance of yourself, maybe even more so, because we're not Abram anymore. Now we're Abraham, exceedingly fruitful. Nations come out of you. Kings come out of you. Let's talk about the establishment of covenant in regards to what Abram is supposed to do on tomorrow's podcast. See you then. God bless.